2: I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball, now golf, and the metronome of your life—baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The Mack Assembly Plant in Detroit has been helping turn out cars
0: for a century,
2: but East Side residents say they've noticed a difference since the plant expanded.
0: The smell is very bad. It messes with your respiratory system, has your throat sore, itchy, coughing, eyes watery and itchy every day.
2: Stellantis says they have their facility under control, but their neighbors aren't so sure. This is The Daily J. I'm Zach Clark. Going back to when it was the old Mack plant starting in 1916, that spot has been a huge part of the global auto scene. Stellantis' current facility occupies over 100 acres on Detroit's east side. Though the plant did close in the late 1970s as Chrysler struggled, it reopened in 1990 and Stellantis expanded the plant in 2021. But since that expansion, the Detroit Free Press says the plant has been hit with at least a dozen environmental violations. Residents say there's a harsh odor of paint and problems with their eyes and lungs. I had my son Beckett with me today, so we went to go check it out. All right, so we're sitting right outside of the Mac plant. We're at a dead-end street. There's a wall in between us and the plant, and we're going to get outside and see what it smells like. You ready?
3: Yes, let's do this.
2: All right, let's go. So now we're on Canfield and Beneto. Does it smell any different to you? No. It doesn't to me either. Here, let's walk a little bit. Stellantis in a press release said they installed a new system, upgraded their system, that's going to keep them in compliance with Eagle and the state. And I'm not an expert as far as what the environment should look like, smell like. And again, Stellantis says, you shouldn't be able to smell anything. We took care of it. But Beckett and I had only just gotten there. While we were walking, we ran into Jim and Yama. They were moving a bed. Who would know better than these two?
0: Can you tell me what it's like living in this neighborhood? The smell is very bad. It messes with your respiratory system, has your throat sore, itchy, coughing, eyes watery and itchy. How
2: often does that happen? Cause he, Every day. So so when, when you wake up, is it, you know, we had the wildfires in
3: Canada like a few weeks ago and you could feel it. Is it like
2: that? Every day. Every day?
3: Every day. Every day. I had a swimming pool in my backyard. I had to get rid of it because of the fumes and all that stuff lands in the pool. Every day I get up, my pool is just dangerous. So you're saying like the atmosphere was like being trapped into your pool and yes, you could see, see? You can it? actually see it. You can actually see it.
2: Was it like a different color? Was it like floating?
3: Like Colorful and floating all over the top and on the bottom. I actually had to get rid of my pool out of the yard on that account because I'm afraid my kids are going to catch what they're going to catch.
2: Brian Allnut has been covering this for a long time. He's a reporter for Planet Detroit. That's an outlet that covers the environment for Detroit at large. Brian tells me that even before the 2021 expansion, the east side of Detroit was already a vulnerable spot.
4: There was a report that showed the east side of Detroit had the highest rate of asthma hospitalization in Detroit and that Detroit had four times higher rate of asthma hospitalization than the state average. So it's already a major problem in a city that is significantly worse than the state as a whole. And that's where this facility expanded.
2: I needed an expert here, so I spoke to Dr. Monserrat Rabag-Smith. She's a chemistry professor at Kettering University. She says, in general, breathing in a lot of any kind of harsh chemicals or byproducts is unhealthy.
5: Any molecule, as you know, like any solvent, can be irritant to the throat and the lungs if you uh, smell it a lot. Now, some of these compounds are naturally occurring, but people that are susceptible may react a little bit strongly compared to others just because it is an irritant. These are similar to like alcohols. You know, if you smell a lot of alcohol, it's still not good for you. And some of them smell a lot, but they are not necessarily used in some of these paints, but these are called aldehydes. So they can be kind of byproducts and those smell a lot more. And those could be a little bit more, I wouldn't say toxic, but maybe a little bit more dangerous.
2: Back on Benito, Jim and Yama tell me they feel unseen by those they feel have the power to
3: change things. Think they're not doing nothing with it.
2: Should there be more done, not only by Stellantis but by the government too?
0: Government as well. Exactly. Yes, sir.
2: Exactly. Where do you think it stops, government-wise? Because the mayor will say, "Well." That well, you know people.
0: what? It stops when they just put your under the rug or put on the back burner because they don't live here. We live here, mm-hmm. so all we can do is complain, hope, and wish that something happens. That's all we can do. Bottom line, nothing has been done. Nothing has been done. I've been over here for, what, two, three hours. My throat is itchy right now, and it's, it's feeling like it's sore, you know. Spend some time over here. You'll see. Well, that's why we came out. We were yeah. curious. Yeah, you'll see. Because
2: people love to tell these stories from 30,000 feet, mm-hmm. but I wanted to come out here and talk to people talk like y'all. community.
4: People. Yeah, I they mean. Live
2: right here, it. Brian from Planet Detroit points out that not only do residents say they are suffering, this comes at a cost.
4: One thing that I've heard a lot from people who I talked to in the neighborhood was not only are they dealing with this pollution that smells bad, causes respiratory problems, a lot of people complaining about eyes watering and sore throats and various respiratory irritation, but that they were paying for this in some sense because you know that facility received millions of dollars in tax incentives. And there are different estimates for how much it was, but on the low end, it's $160 million. So they might be paying some fines now, but they also received a lot of money to expand that facility and create the jobs that they said they were going to create.
2: Brian mentioned the cost of the MAC assembly plant to the residents from a taxpayer standpoint. Jim and Yama also told me they've both seen property values dip. What do you
3: want done? Who needs to do what? We want justice for Benito. Get out here and tell us all these things you're telling us that you're going to do. You haven't committed to anything. You haven't done any of the things that you said you're going to do. High school, southeastern high school.
2: I mean, they can see into the property. Yes. On the Third floor, there's no way they can't.
3: No way. No way they can I can see all of that from my upstairs bedroom. And they say, well, we put, it's okay, we put filters no, in the high school. No. But they don't live there. Right. They live here. Yes. How are they going to get to the high school? You got to walk up and down the street to get right. there.
0: And then you got to constantly breathe all this pollution every day. Every day.
2: Earlier this month, Stellantis says they now have a second regenerative thermal oxidizer working on the property. That's supposed to help keep them in compliance with the state of Michigan. I asked Dr. Robog Smith, our chemistry professor, what are some of the best ways to handle the chemicals and their byproducts?
5: You can, for example, use fans, but probably the best way to avoid that, and that's something that some companies are working on, is trapping some of those chemicals even before they reach the outside. It can be done in a variety of ways, such as having more like cooling areas, so it becomes a liquid and not a gas, so that would be one way. But another one is if the vapors have to come out, you can burn them, so they are combusted to carbon dioxide and water, so they don't smell anymore, they're just carbon dioxide and water. And the last one, but it's a little bit more difficult, is put filters on the plants.
2: On the other side of that brick fence that walls off Stellantis, optimism is low. Do either one of you see a resolution or an end to it, where
0: what you guys want happens, happens? Only kind of resolution can happen if they actually start rectifying the situation. That hasn't been done, it hasn't started, So maybe wishful thinking and hoping that when they start, it could be rectified. But nothing has been done, period.
2: So you're saying we can't begin to fix the problem until we actually begin to fix it? Begin to fix it. Is the problem Stellantis? Is the problem Michigan's enforcement of Stellantis? Should the city of Detroit do more? I cannot answer any of those questions. But after spending the afternoon on Veneto Street, I can tell you that people are not only upset; they're scared too. Today's big thanks goes out to Jim and Yama on Benito Street. Also, thanks to Brian Allnut and Dr. Montserrat Rabog Smith. Check out wwjnewsradio.com for the top local news stories on demand, twenty-four-seven. Do you want the Daily J delivered right to you? All you have to do is text WWJ to 20357 and you'll get it instantly. Message and data rates may apply. I'm Zach Clark, and this is The Daily J. Thanks for listening.
6: Toyota. Let's go places.
0: This is Tony Kornheiser's show.
2: I'm Tony. So what exactly is the show about? It's a sports show nominally. Football's over, but we're finally at a point where things matter in college basketball and baseball season is on deck. Greatest three words in the English language, pitchers and catches. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.